Welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. With me, as always, Dylan Connor. The college football playoff is set. Dylan? Not, not just me. Number one. Michigan's number one. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Michigan is number one. There we go. That's how we're starting off the show. Great intro. There we go. College football playoff is set. Uh, week NFL Week 13 recap. We'll get into that. Niners destroy the Eagles. We have some victory laps to take, but first, let's, I'll do my apology tour real quick. I said, <laughs> I said Oregon was going to beat Washington. That one wasn't as bad, like close game. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't say Oregon was going to cover by any means. I said Washington was going to cover, but I said I said Oregon was going to win. Bad bad job by me. SEC title game. That's where we mm. things went a little crazy. I said Georgia by double digits. Got proven wrong. Carson Beck, not that guy. I don't know. That was pitiful by Georgia. I mean, they just got outplayed, outbullied, just defeated on every level of the trenches. And Jay, I think Jalen Milrow just made the plays when it mattered most. And did, I got proven wrong. Did they what? get outplayed, though? Like, we're a missed field goal away there from overtime. I mean, it, it, I didn't look at the box score or anything, but, you know, you add the context of the missed field goal. It really was a, a very close game that I feel like you play that game 100 times, each team's winning 50. But when you're watching, I, I think that's fair. But also, I think when you're watching that game, you're like, it doesn't feel like Georgia has it today. The whole time, it yeah. felt like eh, just, Georgia's not yeah. quite going to reach that level, almost like Michigan-Penn State. We use that example all the time, but it felt like that. So, bad job by me. Let's take a quick victory lap. NFL parlay cash. Let's go. Uh, Bo- Boise State, Mountain West champs, called that. Boom. Dylan, SMU, five-star. Outright. Uh, I'll, I'll take my... I'll take my apology to her also. App State, oh, not a, oh, not see, a great call see by how me. anti-Dylan this is, Connor? He's trying to step on your victory lap. Uh, outright. No, 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 it's okay. This is Connor's show. I'm I'm seat three. That's what you go, Connor. I, I get snubbed for college Thank basketball you. in the NBA. I get seat three. I was just trying to, you know, I tailed SMU. Game of the year, outright. I had units on that. I'd like to apologize to the viewers for App State. Uh, our guy, Matt Powell, she <laughs> cashed out of the parlay. Didn't know App State was going to get trounced in the second half I, like that. The funniest part That's was so- Dylan and I texted each other and said, yeah, we're like, nah, he's got to let it ride. And Connor, the one with the five stars, like, yeah, you should probably cash it out. <laughs> well, I, I could feel it in my bones. I was like, something's about to happen. I was like, I'm living on a dream right now. App State didn't come through. So, you know, apology tours all around. We got it wrong. Yeah, there we go. Dylan, what? It just, I feel bad. Matt called me and he was like, what do I do? I, I, I totally forgot about the parlay. And he's like, well, you're the math, you're the math guy. What's the, and they were offering <laughs> like, the a, math guy. they were offering like $150 cash out. And I can't remember what the winnings was. I mean, what, it'd be six to one, right? I mean, like two plus 200. Yeah. So it was going to be like, yeah, it was plus 600. They would offer two to one. So it was like, I was like, dude, honestly, if you think it's like a free $50, that you just didn't have, then I would let it ride. But if you need 150 bucks, like cash it out and conference championship weekend, Florida state wins, all that. We get the college football playoff. Let's get into it. This has been the story all weekend, all week. It's let's be honest. We said this before the show started, this is going to die down by Thursday because it takes 10 years for these games to be played. We're not playing until 2024. Like, eh, I know. Isn't that crazy? 2024. That's when we're playing. Anyhow, we know the college football playoff is Michigan versus Bama, Washington versus Texas, FSU snubbed. Dylan, I'll let you start. Was it was I'll ask this question to lead you. Was it right for FSU to get snubbed? 
I want to start going off topic because your comment about 2024 kind of irked me a little bit. That is why the MLB season is the best because there is no crossing of seasons. I had a conversation with on Twitter with one of my uh, former professors at Ohio State, and he had mentioned something about the, the 21-22 college football playoff championship, and I searched uh, Google searched 2021 college football playoff championship. And it gave me 2020 because 2021, the championship was played in 2021. So that is why baseball is the best season because there is no crossing of calendars. There is no flipping of the, uh, give me MLB. But anyway, what was the question again? Was it right for FSU to be snubbed for the college football playoff? Was it right? I think the committee made the right decision. And I know Connor disagrees, but Kirk Herbstreit, what really gets me is the people saying that there's collusion or whatever. And we briefly talked about it, like family members saying, oh, they're just they're always going to find a way to put Alabama in. They always do it. Yeah, ESPN, <laughs> SEC bias. And it's like, well, you look at Alabama and obviously you have the Florida State uh, Jordan Travis thing, and that's huge. And Brandon Walker, very rarely do I say this. Brandon Walker put this the best way. The Florida State team that they are trying to determine if they have a spot in the playoff, that Florida State team is two and a half and oh. They're not 13 and oh. They're a completely different team. And you could, I, I have college football reference pulled up here. You look at pass attempts from North Alabama on. So, I mean, 24, 18, 15, 21, 18, 25. You get to Florida 12, you get to Louisville 8. So uh, you can make any that's comment. A terrible. That's a terrible. That's a terrible. 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 I have way a, to so inform me. Inform me. JJ. JJ. I have McCarthy a Threw eight times against Penn State. Carter. Carter. I have a stat for this. Carter. Yeah. Go ahead. Give this. me the stat. Yeah. Since Travis got hurt in Week Twelve, the game you're talking about, Dylan, Florida State only eight fewer passing yards than Michigan since that time. That's fair. Now here's what? okay. What's, what now? There's a change. I just the the change I'm explaining to you is before Jordan Travis got injured, they were passing the ball more. He gets injured, they have to change the way they play the game completely. The difference is Michigan has played the football they've played all year. Nothing has changed and we have dominated teams. There's not one game this year that was close. Not one. And that Jordan and Florida State has to change everything once this guy gets injured. That's the difference is this is a completely different team than from three weeks ago. The, the backup quarterback had to play a Florida without their starting quarterback and they had to play a Louisville team. What are we doing here? It stinks for Florida so state fans. We're basing all this off Jordan Travis, which is the most integral part of the team. There's 10 other guys on that offense. There's a whole other roster of people. That defense has been playing very well. The coaching staff's still there. You can't tell me that they get to do that just based on one guy getting injured. What if he, what if he would have gotten hurt? in the ACC title game. Would they have kicked him out then? No, because they wouldn't have seen him play. What if he would have gotten hurt four or five weeks earlier than he did and they stayed undefeated? They probably wouldn't have kicked him out. Just because he got hurt right then and then, okay, Tate Rodmaker didn't play in the championship, that's what the quarterback would have been in the playoff. It wouldn't have been this third-string freshman quarterback playing in his first game ever, which they still beat Louisville, who's a quality team. So so let's say he does get injured in week six, and they have to go. They play Duke. Wake, let's say Duke, Riley Leonard stays healthy. Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, Miami, who was ranked at the time. North Alabama, don't know why you're scheduling an FCS school in week 10. At Florida and Louisville with a backup quarterback, and they win all of those games convincingly. I have no problem leaving Florida State in at that point. It's like Ohio State, that one year where they had Braxton Miller, and they went to Cardell Jones and JT Barrett. 
it's not the same situation, though, as what Florida State's going through because Ohio State handled their business all year. They didn't just squeak by these teams. They didn't change their game plan. They won the games the same way they were. What? But but the issue is Cardell Jones didn't play until the Michigan game. And he only played a game and a half, which is fairly similar to what Florida State did because he played the Big Ten title game and then the rest of the Michigan game when JT Barrett got hurt, correct? Yes, in which... So it is fairly similar. What You have to remind me, what year is that? Was that 16? 14. I 14. I think 14. 14, so Michigan probably wouldn't have been that good. No. 15? I don't know. It's one of those years. It's one I, of those three. I, it was, yeah, one of those I three. 14. I mean, I, I get what you're saying there, but this is... There's an obvious change in how Florida State attacked the game once Jordan Travis got out. They they relied more on the run. They just completely abandoned passing the ball, which is which I can't blame Florida State for that. You took a severe downgrade at quarterback. Now, we want to talk most deserving, right? So we go we Michigan and Washington obviously are the top 2. Whether which way you you could make a serious case for Washington at 1 to be completely honest. I think I tweeted that out. But uh yes, you can. 3 and 4, you have Texas and Alabama. Texas it, it amazes me how much they want to stick to this head to head thing. Like that that seems to be almost the end all be all when it comes to this because they kept Texas It should be. I don't I don't know if it necessarily Why should the head to head not be it? You beat the team at their place. Well, that literally proves you are better than that team. That's like you, saying, okay. oh, but, you know, Ohio State, they beat Notre Dame at South Bend. Michigan didn't this year yet. So, therefore, I know Ohio State lost to Michigan, but their other wins might be better than Michigan. You, That's the dumbest argument in the world. You know good and well teams can win football games and not be better than the other team. Heck, the Panthers have a win but, this year. The Panthers have a win. But, but, Dylan. It, it, they beat that team head to head. That's the name of the game. That's you have sports. to go off that. There has but to be some kind of guidelines. But when Alabama, you can't just be all subjective. When Al- it's not subjective, Alabama beat the number one team in the country. Texas is not beating Georgia, but they beat Alabama. That's all that matters. But they beat Alabama. Texas and that's, and that's where we're going to disagree. To me, it doesn't matter that much, right? And when you play that game as many times, and I'm going to go on the record. I don't think that there should be a committee deciding this. I say you go, you walk your butt to Las Vegas. You go plop in Circa Sportsbook. You talk to Jeff Benson and say, hey, who are the four best teams in college football? Put them in the championship. This college football championship, it should Texas should not be involved. It should be Washington shouldn't be involved. It should be Michigan. It should be Alabama. It should be Georgia. It should be Ohio State if we want the four best teams. Oh, my God. If we want the Dylan, four for best teams. That lo- but, for somebody but, but, that loves no, numbers no. and stats as much as you do, I can't believe you're just going based off subjective eye test. Like you're this isn't this isn't an eye test. test. Those four teams like, are oh, favored. Are... Those four teams are favored against everybody else. Ohio State is favored against Washington but on a neutral field. Then why matter. have other teams playing? Because that that's the matter. four that's... best teams. That should be the but goal. Dylan, 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 According Dylan, to Dylan, him. wouldn't you wouldn't mm. you say if you went to Vegas they would say oh Georgia's favored against Bama right? But Bama beat Georgia, so that should not matter. The the spread should not matter. Okay, a lot of people said Oregon is better than Washington. Guess what Washington did? They went in a nine point dog and won that game outright. So that should not matter. The spread should be completely irrelevant. That it's do but you it's win the game. It's not. A, you should not be punished. You should not be punished based off what Vegas thinks about you on the eye test. If you win the game, you deserve to be in it. It's not an eye test. It's not about the spread. It's just about who would be favored on a neutral field. I don't care if it's by ten or whatever. 
literally is the sp- that's literally the spread. That's what you're but, saying. But I'm not saying that it matters how much you're favored by. I'm saying I'm saying who would be favored based on what we saw. So you use the example of Oregon and Washington. We saw Washington beat Oregon early on in the season by three in Washington. We fast forward to a neutral site. Oregon's favored ten points. Why is that, right? And you can say Washington wins again, and that adds another piece to this. Okay, we have another piece of information and another t- another addition to the sample size. The next time Washington and Oregon play, let's say they were to play again this year, what would it be? I still don't think Washington's favorite. I don't care how but many times they beat them by three. Because Washington won the game. To me, it does to not me, matter what the spread is. To me, I don't. Hey, who, why? Wh- then why play the games? Why not just before the season starts, you go, hey, you know what? I think the top four teams that are favored, let's just put them in the playoff and let's just have these teams play bowl games. What's the point of playing the season at that point? Because every single game you play adds a data point. Whether you win or you lose, it adds a data point. And we, you, you want to keep going. The best team wins. The best team wins. We know that's not true. You could make a serious kick. But that you, doesn't matter. You're because s- guess what? We see it all the time in sports. The best team doesn't win the title, but they won the game. And that means you're champions. That's how it should be. You well, win the game, yeah. you're in. It, it should not be, oh, they're more talented. The tw- that's, like, that's literally like saying the 2019 Duke-Zion team, they're like, ah, oh, you know what? They're more talented and more fun to watch than this Michigan State team. Screw that. Let's just put them in the Final Four. That's literally what you're saying. You can say that when it comes to the point of win and move on, win or be eliminated, then at that point, the best team moves on. But when we're taking a criteria and we're we're judging these teams based on their body of work for the season and how they looked and how good they are, I don't I don't want Washington involved in this. I it, let's think of Liberty. I, what if they just said, Oh, Liberty's 13 and 0, they won their conference. Why not throw them in yeah, there? But Liberty Liberty didn't play against Power 5 teams. That, teams like Florida State. Context. Florida State, context. Context is the key here. And the context we're missing from Florida State is that they're missing their star quarterback that made them the team. Now, you can make you can make the argument, maybe Jordan Travis should win Heisman if he meant this much to the team. As a Jordan Travis Heisman ticket holder, I'd be okay with that. Let me let me give you this predicament then, Dylan. Let's say Ohio State, let's say you know they have a star quarterback, let's say he's hurt for the first four games, and they have four losses. All of a sudden, he comes back, they're dynamite. They win eight in a row, they would be favored on a neutral field. But they have four losses. They still make the playoff at that point, even though they would be favored on a neutral field? The college football committee has gone on record and said that they will take the team at the time of of the decision being made and, and if it, the availability for college football, they said that with Brock Bowers in Georgia, they said that with Jim Harbaugh being suspended in Michigan, they said that that is a piece of them considering. So if I'm not against that, right? Let's say, let's say last year, CJ Stroud missed the first four games or uh, 2021 say he missed the first four games and they lose, they lost to Oregon. They should have lost to Minnesota. So let's say they have two losses. They go out, they beat Michigan and CJ Shower comes back and lights it up. You have to take the team for what it's worth at the time of the decision being made. You, I understand winning games is important. You can play what's on your schedule. We also are omitting the fact that Florida State's best win was Alabama's third. Uh, beating LSU, that was Alabama's third best win. And we're going to make a case because they play in the ACC and they win out. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. What was Alabama's second best win? Going to need to know this. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Um, hold you. Give me a second. I wrote it down because I Auburn. I, I literally wrote down Auburn. I Arkansas. I, I, Texas A and M. Give me a second. You're yelling at me. Give me a second. St. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's School of the Blind. I literally wrote it down because I I, lost I wanted Texas? to have everything like yeah. That's their second best game is a loss to Texas. Chattanooga. 
Don't tell me that. Once we get this, I, I got to go on a little tangent about Florida State. I've, I've been I've been saving it up. Give me a I second. I will say, before, D- before Dylan gets that stat, I do want to get this out there. Now, I want it known that I think Florida State is the most deserving team and should be in the playoff, but what I want to watch, I'd rather see Bama in. I completely agree. And that's I just think, what it is. Yeah. From an unbiased, neutral college football pa- fan perspective, uh, these these three games, including the championship, is going to be competitive. It's going to be competitive. Who, is what I who runs watch. college football? ESPN. What's the first letter of that E in ESPN? Entertainment. I know it all too well. I was I was run by the mouse. There you go, <laughs> Dylan. Go ahead. I agree. I mean, I agree with that. Florida State is the most deserving. I I don't think that this should be about but the most deserving. Saying. I don't think that this should be about the most deserving. I I don't even think Florida State's the most deserving. Now that I think about it, Alabama's Alabama's best win, obviously Georgia, right? Alabama's second best win, Ole Miss. Third best win, LSU. Uh, and then that LSU is Florida State's best win. But I mean, in all fairness, Florida State didn't have to play them. They scheduled them, and then they whipped them. That's so they're not in the ACC. LSU. That's fair, but they scheduled these games how far in advance? How far in advance? Okay, how do you also, know LSU is going to be good? Bro- Okay, you schedule the you know games in advance, or whatever. But like Michigan didn't schedule a Power Five team, so that's the other thing. You know, but didn't schedule an FCS right, one can, either. But can you I, didn't can, schedule can a I Power Five team or an FCS yeah. one. Uh, ping, uh, I'll go or downstairs and get the ping pong paddle out, Carter. We can go back and forth for an hour. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, you you couldn't schedule Wake Forest. Wake Forest probably would have beat Michigan this year. We just don't know. Or App, <laughs> SMU. I, I do not want to play SMU. Um, you, probably, you probably wouldn't have beat BYU. Can I, can I make the case for Florida State? Please do. Go ahead. And uh, just take this with, you know, this is, this is my case, Dylan. I'm going to preface this by saying, like Carter said, as far as like an unbiased football fan, these four teams is going to be competitive games. It's going to be close. It's going to be exciting. And I'm excited to watch these games. Yeah. I'm not saying Florida State would have been better for the actual football product, mm-hmm. but they earned it. And the committee got it wrong. They didn't put in the, they didn't put in the four most deserving they didn't put in the four best teams because if they put the four best in, Georgia's there. That's true. Bottom line. So if that was their thing, why is the criteria not laid out more clearly? I would have a better time swallowing this. If the committee would come out and say, hey, we're not going to value records as much. This strength of record, this 13-0 Power 5 conference champion, we're not putting out on the same level as you know a subjective eye test or like who would be favored on a neutral field. If they would be honest about that, I could swallow this. But all year it was, if you're undefeated conference champion, Power 5, They've never left them out before. There's no precedent for this, blah, blah, blah. If this wasn't the last year of a 14 playoff, this wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't have had mm. to face the repercussions yeah. of it. It wouldn't have come back to bite them in the ass in two or three years whenever this issue would come up again. They can get off scotch-free now by let, letting these guys out of the playoffs at 13-0. and I think it's complete bullshit. ACC's a Power 5 conference. And so they're basically saying the SEC's got a birthright. They're the golden child. They get in no matter what. Saban and Bama, they weren't even surprised. When they showed their reaction, they were not even surprised they got in. It was like a slow clap, like a head nod, like, we know this. We knew this was going to happen. It's like the evil, it's like Mr. Burns, just like, excellent. He's got, he's, yeah, exactly. Go ahead, though. He's just, he's got those boys well tuned. That's what Saban does down there. It's, it's not about the flash. It's not about the celebration. It's, you know, survive in advance. Yeah. I just, I just can't believe they left them out. We're not talking about Liberty. We're not talking about UCF or a mid-major undefeated team or whatever the hell. This is an undefeated Power 5 team who lost their quarterback. Yes, but what else could they have done? Like, hey, Florida State, win all these games, but you have to win them convincingly enough. Well, Mr. Committee, how convincingly enough? Well, we don't have an answer for you. We'll just have to see what happens. It's complete. There's no precedent for it, and it makes no sense to me as a fan of the game. If this was Carolina, 
and they went 12 and 0 and ran the table or 13 and 0 and won the ACC title and then Drake May got hurt and they didn't make it, I would lose my mind. I would absolutely lose I, my mind. I, I'm not going to argue that with you. If this was Michigan and it was JJ McCarthy, I I would be irate right now. Uh, I would be irate. But when you talk about going to the committee and being like, okay, what do we need to do? Do we win these ga- need to win these games convincingly? How convincingly? You have to show you have some semblance of a passing game. I mean, we're ta- there are two games this year. Florida State has had a completion percentage under 50%. I'll let you guess what two of those are, right? There, there are two games this year they've had it under 200 passing yards. I'll let you guess what two games those are. You but can't argue this is a different team. No, I'm not trying to argue that, but that third-string freshman quarterback, he's not going to be the one trotting out there for the Sugar Bowl. That's not going to be him. It's going to be Tate Rodmaker, whose first game wasn't all that great. But he's st- you, know, you know how many teams have won their national title without their week one starting quarterback? 2014 Ohio State, 2017 Bama, 2018 Clemson, 2021 Georgia. That's 44% of the year since college football playoffs have been introduced. 2017 Alabama, you had, you had two first-round draft picks. So three first-round okay, well, draft what picks. If Rod, so, what if Rodmaker plays next year and he's a first-round pick? Then we'll, we'll have the, the same conversation. Then we will revisit same, this, same and I will, eat, I will do anything you ask me to if Rodmaker's a first-round draft pick. Anything. <laughs> well, I I'll do anything. I'm not saying that. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. Put it in the archives. Oh, man. I just, I can't, like the 14 playoff, it's literally designed to keep out a Power 5 champion, and I get it, but for a Power 5 champion to be undefeated and not get in, I'm just wondering when ACC football went so downhill to where it's not on the same level as all these other ones. Not even close. Oh, no. Once Clemson fell off a cliff, it seems like the ACC became irrelevant. It's like, oh, you're in the ACC, so that's a, that's a knock against you. That's okay. a knock on your resume. I just can't get behind the fact that the committee is so subjective and so vague in their guidelines that all of a sudden they're like, eh, we Alabama's better at this point, which they are, which they are a better team, but Florida State earned it, and I cannot accept that they didn't get in. And it, it really comes down to, oh, we can't leave the SEC out, but Texas beat them head-to-head, which they love, so that means Texas had to be in, which means yeah. Florida State got screwed, and I just, I can't accept it. Carter, I don't know which side you're on, but it honestly is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. I want to, I want to jump in here again real quick. I do want to say about ACC, it goes downhill when, when you're conference leader loses to the bottom dweller and then you have some no-name podcast who has two guys say oh that you know virginia might beat north carolina and we call it perfectly and we make so much money that's when the acc goes down but i to to bring this to a mending point right we disagree i think florida state should be left out you think they should have their spot to bring this to a mending point i do think that you're right about this whole committee thing and it being so subjective and no one really knows how they go about selecting these teams they do it on purpose. They, well, they keep it vague on purpose. Well, of course, because if they had concrete uh, a concrete criteria, there would be no need for them. It would just be a computer. It, we'd use FPI. They couldn't we, sneak in Alabama. Yeah, I used that word. They couldn't sneak in Alabama to the playoffs. Oh, well, Al- I don't know. I don't know they if I get They snuck in. They snuck they in. Didn't, if, you, if, you, if you get into the playoff from a 4th and 31 on 4th and goal in a rivalry game, the last game of the season, and you score on that play, that's sneaking in the playoff. Beating the best team in the country in your conference championship game is not sneaking in. That is, that is winning the biggest no. game imaginable. But what did they tell you, the – I know, what, but how are you saying sneaking in? Because I'm saying sneaking in is like barely making it in. Which oh, I, I guess I was considering like yeah. falling back into it. Like they fell in. Yeah, maybe I was wrong there. But. I just can't get past what they used to tell the Pac-12 all the time. When the Pac-12 would cannibalize itself, it was like, well, you know, you beat yourself. Your top two teams beat yourself and you're not getting in now. That's what happened to the SEC. Bama beat Georgia. They both had one loss. Why didn't they get the same treatment of you cannibalize yourself? Texas this has a head-to-head win. Year, this is a down year from the SEC as well. 
If there was ever a year for the SEC to miss the playoff, it's this year. The ACC had a six and four head-to-head record against the SEC this year. Ah, uh, see, no, I don't, I don't vibe with that. I don't vibe with that. What teams were playing each other? Because I had some guy well, try and tell me, Pac- we're talking no. conferences. Well, I had some guy tell me Pac-12 is better than Big Ten, and he tried to say, he tried to cite That's Washington true. beating Michigan State. That's I'm like, true. come on, are, are we serious right now? Pac-12 is better than Big Ten. It's true. Well, I just can't. We might find Dylan, out. Dylan, let me give you this. Let me give you this as a, as a scenario, Dylan. If Blake Corum or McCarthy gets hurt, nobody bats an eye. Michigan's still a top two seed. Why is this any different? Like, I know it's the quarterback and we've seen it, but how, how would that be any different? What are you talking about? If, if McCorm McCarthy or McCarthy would have gotten hurt against Iowa and, you know, Michigan wins that game 17 0, whatever, but everyone would have been like, oh, Michigan, right there, number one. Nobody sure. would have batted an eye. Sure. No, and, and I think that's a testament to, like, the style of football Michigan plays and the fact that J.J. McCarthy doesn't get it. Like, he doesn't. You can't say that but you, when Florida State does the same thing where they have an elite defense and still run, run the ball game. and win the game. They don't do the same thing, though, because they drastically change how they approach the game. That, that It was very evident that this was a completely different team without Jordan Travis. Michigan, we saw we actually saw Blake Corum go out last year. Remember, he he didn't play against Ohio State and he got injured against Illinois and we still took care of our business, right? So, and you want to go JJ yeah. McCarthy, you could plug in Orgy and really he gets it done with his legs. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't need to be a stellar passer. Got him. Got him. You're done. You're done. Yeah, but that's done. that's that what it is. Over. It's it's a different it Florida State, you can look at the game logs and you can see how drastically their game plan changed once Jordan Travis got out. You can say it doesn't matter, but they're a different team. They're they're two and a half and zero. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's fair. And like, but but when you're deciding that, you're really getting into the weeds of like, sure. oh, we think this, we think that. And I just can't accept. Bottom line is, I can't accept this. If the committee knows so much like this, and they're like, oh, we in our hearts know this team is better than this team, and we're not going to care about the records, we're not going to care about Power Five championships, whatever. Why even have a playoff? Why wouldn't they just be like, all right, conference championships are over. We think Michigan's the best team. You're national champions. Let's save us all some time. Because that's what I, they did. That's it how is BYU what they did. a national champion. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can't get behind it. I really, in my heart, think Florida State got screwed. And would they have been sure. 14 to 17 point underdogs in any game? Yes, yes, they would have. But they earned the right to be there. And you see it. You know, basketball's not the same. But you see a lot of Cinderella stories in basketball where it's like, oh, we never thought this team would win. We never thought SF Austin would upset Duke or well, App would upset Michigan in football. Nobody ever thought that. It's two football games. Dylan's favorite phrase in the NFL is they're all professionals. They're all lacing them up the same way. Well, these are college kids, but they've been playing all year. It's two games. You're telling me miracles can't happen. Like, I don't think that it was set in stone. Florida state was going to get molly whopped by most of these teams. Probably. Yes. We've seen, we've seen crazier things we, and they we, deserve we, a chance to be there. We last year, like a Georgia decent favorite against Ohio state that came down to a last second field goal. But the other thing is we saw TCU win last year. They won a game. Uh, asterisk, 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 shut up. Nope. Shut, asterisk. Stop, shut up. Ryan day sold our signs to TCU. Sonny Dykes. <laughs> T- like you can't use TCU as the argument in this because they won a game. They, they won a game. It does not matter. Yes. They got murdered in the you college can... football title game, but they won their semifinal game. That's, right. Cincinnati is the more right answer if you're saying Florida State shouldn't have been in but I mean I I agree with Connor I think they should have been in but also at the end of the day it is entertainment we've seen this we know we know who's running college football I hate I hate I hate I hate when I watch college game day and they go on like oh it's so sad what's happening to the Pac-12 like such a shame like they got the one doing it they got what they wanted 
you're you're the one making this happen. You're the one killing the Pac-12. You're the one killing these traditions in college football. And you're like, oh, it's so sad. Everything's doing it. Like, oh, I'm like, you're the one doing it. That's literally like cheating on someone. And then they're like, oh, man, that really sucks that I cheated. And they're like, what, <laughs> what, are, you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. this is asinine. I, have, so I hate that. Yeah. Yes, like, screw ESPN for all that crap. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Like, it, the SEC, it, it, they're going to put in. It, it's like. It's it's like in the NBA, you have a player that's making thirty million, and you have a player that's making ten million. They're making, you know, they're having around the same stats, maybe around the same averages and stuff. But the player that's making thirty million is going to get in the game more than the one that's yep. making ten million yep. because of that contract. I got I got one more point on this before we move on. Shout out twenty four seven sports, our guy Adam Stenko, friend of the show. They had a transfer portal Palooza show today. Deion Sanders came on. They asked him about this. He said, and I quote. There's no way you're leaving Coach Saban and Alabama out of the playoff. In my eyes, that's the whole problem because it's Bama, it's Saban. That's what they're looking at. They're looking at the history of the program, a powerhouse that's typically there all the time. I thought it was supposed to be blind resumes. That's what it should be. If you're talking about resume, strength of schedule, all this stuff, if that's how you want to break down the criteria, you can't take into account. Because if that was the case, George has just won the last two titles. They've lost one game in three years. Why can't they come and defend their title if we're talking about that? Why don't they deserve to be there? I just don't agree with That's, it. And if you're looking at the numbers real quick, Carter, Florida State beat a top 15 team in Louisville with a third-string freshman quarterback, never trailed, held a top 20 offense of six points, 13-0, power five champ, four top 25 wins. I know Jordan Travis is out, but if you're looking at the resumes like they love to do, that's a pretty damn good resume. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't have really done better. It's just the injury aspect of it. And I, I like the point you made up there was, can the Georgia fans shut the hell up? <laughs> It's not. It's, guess what, guys? It's not 2022. Nope. It's not yeah. 2021. Nope. You lost your play-in game to get into the playoff. That's it. And the other thing about Georgia is you don't have an impressive win. Missouri, okay, you beat Missouri. But guess what? You didn't beat the Bamas. You didn't beat another college football playoff caliber team like Texas did, like Michigan did against Ohio State, like Washington twice against Oregon. You didn't do it. I The fact that people are saying Georgia should be in because oh they're using yeah. the best team argument – that was ridiculous. Uh, Georgia fans, you're, you, hey, you got to take this one on the chin. Sometimes you lose somebody, and guess what? You won two titles. Be quiet now. I, I want I'll, you can't you can't take the winning streak into account. You that's true. You can't take last year into account. I, you can't. It, it it is strictly a this year thing. I want to add on uh, to what Connor said about Dion. First of all, shout out twenty four seven sports because I watched some of that that transfer thon or what what was it called transfer portal mania transfer portal pal- palooza palooza. That's what it was. It was yeah. very interesting. I didn't get to see the Dion part. Uh, Dion kind of pushing a narrative here that he'll probably benefit from in the next five years or so. So I don't take one hundred one thousand. I, I don't take that for anything. I, I take that with a grain of salt. But I, I do. Th- I, it is interesting you bring up Georgia, right? Because I think if they drop this game any other week than the one right before college football playoff, they don't drop as far as they did, and, and that just goes to show how drastic the changes are that happened this week in the ratings because it is top four get in the rest are out. So it's not right. It's not like a true rating system. It's just who are the four that deserve to be in the playoffs and then the rest don't really matter. Yeah. Uh, another thing, why did you put Florida state at five? Like I, I would say you put Georgia at five. I think that was kind of a ploy yeah. for, for if that's it, the route they're going to go double down on it and put them at six. You got, you got to like be confident in that. If you're, if you're going the route of like, they're not a good team, put them at six. Yeah. And, I agree. And then I agree with that. And then the, there was one more point I wanted to make and it is, it is escaping my mind. We were talking about college football playoff rating system. 
Oh shoot! If you remember, bring it back up. I, okay. I've got to get to last, ahead, last, 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 last thing. If Georgia mollywops Florida State in the Orange Bowl, I don't think it matters. I don't think you can. I don't think it's like, oh, we did the right thing by leaving Florida State out. Oh. That doesn't matter. There's going to be opt outs. There's it's a whole different level ah. of playing field than the college football playoff. It's different. It's 100 percent different. You can't put any stock into that Orange Bowl game because it's no, you're not playing for a championship. Yeah, you're not playing for a championship. I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be opt outs on Florida it. State's part. I, I really don't. I, I think they they should just decline the invite. They should just be like, screw it. We're oh, not going. See, don't even get me started on that. I saw some guy say, oh, what Florida State should do is take all the benefits and take the money and have, give the kids vacation, then walk out into the field and just not play. Yeah, yeah they're going to be real thrilled to do any business with you or the AC moving forward so yeah maybe we do that and see what tv deals you get if you sit out a game but uh what i was going to say the one problem i have with the committee making this decision why do it this week when you could have just you could have kept florida state out of the top four last week like you could you could have just sat them to the side and you could have said well you lost your quarterback you're not really in this conversation right now right exactly they gave him false hope that, because that's true. it's like, okay, we won and we were in the top four. Why did we drop for winning? Yeah, I, yeah that, that, that's facts. That's the overarching thing we keep saying is that there's just no consistency to this whole thing. It's all a joke because college football people yep. and leadership are stupid. So, and if, there, is. If, if this wasn't the last year of the 14 playoff, they wouldn't have done this. If there was 40 years left, if there was five years left, they wouldn't have done this. They would not have made this decision. Florida State would still be in. But because they're not going to receive any backlash, because this precedent's not going to come back to bite them in the ass in the future, they're able to get away with it scotch-free, and nothing's going to happen because, oh, praise the Lord, there's a 12-team playoff next year, so all this is forgotten. I, I just I think it's slimy and gross, and I hate the committee for doing this. I hate it. It's ridiculous. I'll reach, reach out my olive branch. It's going to be a fun playoff. I mean, it's going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a blast. All this aside, I I think it's going to be awesome. That's what I want to get into is, Dylan, like, we'll get into this briefly because we got some NFL to cover. Dylan, we saw the video. Michigan. Not good. Looked a little frightened. Not good. They weren't, but they were not pumped about getting Alabama in that first game. I, uh, as Michigan men here, trust tree, how are we feeling? Well, I I expect Michigan men are, uh, we love justice, we love fairness, and I can only imagine that these men were so upset to see Florida State just wrongly get excluded mm. from from the college football mm-hmm. playoffs. So I think that they're heartbroken for the Knowles, um, and that's really the only thing I can explain uh, from that video that I saw because they, I mean, they were they were dejected, <laughs> devastated, heartbroken, and that's what Michigan men are. That's why, right? We're, we uh, we have a big heart. Or are they so. scared? Scared of what? Alabama, no. big bad SEC. Nick Saban, the Grim Reaper, looked, coming to town. Looked a, little, looked a little nervous. Looked a little nervous up there in Ann Arbor. No, I, I, I think I told you. Well, they were in Indianapolis first of all, so yeah. But, well, same but it really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I. What do you want me to say? Right, we're gonna win by a billion. We're gonna, we're gonna win by. I mean, no, but you think, you think, Mich- you think Alabama's winning this game? Don't no, you? I don't. Yeah, oh, do. I don't know. I don't. I don't think no. No, Michigan is, and I. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, Mi- I don't. I don't feel it." I think everyone listening to this podcast right right now can just tell that that Dylan. It well, doesn't feel that Dylan believes Carter. Carter, right before that Michigan Ohio State game, I can feel it in Dylan's heart of heart. Dylan was like, "We are going to whip this game. We're yep, going to yep, run them. Yep, we're going to run them out of town." You yeah, can feel it through the it. screen, through the headphones. I don't know it'll about cha- right now. It'll change. The game's not for four weeks. What it do you mean it'll change? I'm as confident as ever. See, I. I win trophies. That only thing I do is I win trophies, and I only root. 
I only root for teams that win trophies. So I have no doubt that Michigan can uh, pull this through. I haven't hedged any of my futures. I haven't uh, bet on Alabama to beat Michigan. And I, I'm not worried that we haven't faced a mobile quarterback yet this year. And Jalen Milrow is probably one of the best at running uh, with the football. Oh, here so we go. I'm, I'm not worried at all. Michigan wins by a billion. And all you Alabama fans can shove your associate degrees from your community college up your butt. That's our entire Instagram comment section right now. There's a not a very high cumulative IQ score in that comment section. I'll just say that. They can uh oh, I'll, I'll be honest. as a Michigan future holder, I'm nervous. I, I know Dylan's you know, whole thing, whatever. I know you're not. I what are you what are you nervous, nervous about? Tell me. Don't don't hey Dylan, can we can we have a real conversation? Yeah. Who's the best quarterback Michigan played all year? Best quarterback? Yeah. Probably Oof. probably Talia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's I good though. Right. He's good. I, you, I think he's pretty good. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't. I don't disagree. Mm, but it's not Milrow. I, that's comp- you compared to all the other quarterbacks in the college football playoff. I think well, since when are we crowning Milrow as the cream of the crop? They're three weeks in, he was getting benched. No. Like the committee said, what have you done for me lately? What are you right now? Screw that committee. It's kind of <laughs> ironic. It's kind of ironic that Boo Corrigan, kind of ironic that Boo Corrigan, NC State alum, Wolfpack guy, of course he's the one that kills the ACC and kills ACC My, football and costs the yeah, conference was, billions in revenue or millions in revenue. Kind yeah, of ironic John, for all you Wolfpack listeners. That was John, Swafford. That was, that was John Swafford and Jim Phil. My, mo- my mom did say as we were watching the college football selection committee is, is like how funny it is we're watching people named Booger and Boo make these decisions about the college football playoff. <laughs> Yeah, yep, yep, yep. The the wife didn't know who Booger was, and I said, "Oh, I think Booger's making great points right now." She goes, "He was going what, off." What did you just say? Who, who's Booger? And I said, "Yep, I, I understand where you're coming from." Debbie Yao would not have let this happen. I've been on record. Whatever. We'll, we'll preview these games in three yeah. weeks. We got NFL to talk about, but real quick, but real quick, Washington Texas. That's just an awesome game. That is an awesome game, and I want to make this quick point. I think Quinn Ewers is the best quarterback in this college football playoff. Oh no, no, Penix is better. Ah, yes, yeah, Penix is better. No, yeah, Penix is better. Yeah. Well, why can you bring if something Quinn, to the table? If Quinn Ewers plays. I think if Quinn Ewers plays all year, I haven't got the stats department on it. This is eye test. If I if, if Quinn Ewers plays all year, I think I think he's in the Heisman race. What about those rumors that he's coming back next year and then Arch he Manning is going to be hiking it out of town? Well, what do they do with Arch Manning? No, uh, I think he goes to BYU. <laughs> I just North Carolina's got an open spot in the portal. I just saw a report. Max Johnson took that. I saw a report that uh, Manning's okay being a backup for another year. That's that's why I saw. That's why I saw. Do we do we like that? I don't know if I like that mentality. I think you want to be the dog and go. As the number one overall recruit by year two, you got to be playing. Come on. I don't know. Who knows? He'd be a Buckeye. Maybe maybe he's got to develop. I'm with you though, Dylan. I think I I think Penix is better than yours. I'm with you. Yeah, Penix. Maybe he played the whole year. I feel differently, but after that Oregon game, Penix looked good. McCarthy's better than yours. Watch. Have you guys watched the last two Texas games? (laughs) No, I I choose not to watch Big Twelve football. Exactly. Exactly. That's why. If you haven't watched it, it's it's unbelievable. That man, that dude is so good. I I also think sneaky Texas is sneaky. I don't think I don't know if they win at all, but I think they're sneaky, the most talented team in this playoff. Have, they have talent on every side of the ball. They are legit, man. Does that mean I think Sark is a dumb coach? But who knows? I don't know if they win at all. They have. I think they might have the best talent on both sides of the ball. Here on legit. here on December fourth, real quick, just one word answer: Who wins it in your eyes? This could change in a month. This could change in a month. But of the four teams left right now, who are you choosing right now? Who wins it all? Michigan. 
yeah, who wins it all for the four teams in the playoff right now, December fourth, twenty twenty three? What's the what's or the Mich- choice? Michigan. I'm staying in Michigan. Give me Michigan as well. Yeah, there I'm we go, talk. boys. There we go. Trust tree. Trust tree. It only took forty six minutes. We got back full circle. We're, We're back. To the NFL. Olive uh, that's enough on the college football playoff. Uh, I don't think there's much to talk about in this game, but Eagles 42, Eagles 19. Or, sorry, 49ers 42, Eagles 19. There we go. We got that fixed. <laughs> dominated. I mean, just dominated. dominated. Like, it was, I mean, it was just a whooping. Now, the first quarter, you're like, oh, wow. Like, you knew, you knew the Niners had it, sneaky, when the Eagles went up 6-0. I know you're like, that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. When you stop, they stopped them twice convincingly in the red zone. You're like, man, the Niners got this. What well, the Niners just get one touchdown. That offense is going to break wide floodgates. open. You knew it. You knew the floodgates were coming. That was, it was just a good old butt whooping. I mean, that's what it was. This Niners team, the fact that, you know, a lot of people want to talk about the media, darling, the Cowboys and Dak MVP. Oh, you want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, they're 10 and one. They're this awesome team. You know, they went in the Super Bowl last year, blah, blah, blah. And the Niners beat the Cowboys 42 to 10 and they beat the Eagles 42, 19. This team is for real. This is the best team in football. It's not remotely close, I don't think. Carter, I love the fact that you're you will claim that uh, I never felt more confident about X team whenever they go down or the game gets close. Like it's never when they pull away. Oh, I felt confident about this team winning. It's well, they go down six zero. Times I do. Well, Michigan, you said that you felt confident about them whenever Penn State got it within six. I just think I think that's a, a nice little quirk. Well, no, I was confident before that. I just thought the whole the from start to finish in that Michigan Penn State game, I thought Michigan yeah. just dominated throughout. I'm not saying that particular moment okay. in this game specifically, that particular moment where I'm like, wow, like the Eagles really can't punch it in the red zone with this run game with the tush push, you know, AJ Brown in the red zone, and they still can't push it in on two tries. This really is telling, and we just saw it. We saw what happened. Yeah. The Niners were the better team. I mean, we should all get our flowers because we all called this. It was everybody, all of us were just Niners, Niners, Niners. The line tells you everything you need to know. The Eagles also, the other underrated part about this were the Eagles coming into this game a little banged up slightly. Like, I'm not going to get you know say there should be an asterisk on this game by any means whatsoever. The Niners won this game outright, no questions asked, but – they have to play a tough game at Arrowhead. They got to play an overtime game against Buffalo. They came in this game a little down, which makes sense why it was such a blowout. Now, I think these teams are closer than the score yeah. indicates, but the Niners were that much better there yeah. on Sunday. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I want to say at the very beginning of the game, I was nervous because that uh, Philly defense, they were swarming. Those three, three and outs, I mean – I was very worried about the 49ers offense, but they pulled it out. And I think I give, I give Philadelphia a lot of crap for, you know, being lucky for winning games. They have no business winning Uh, to add context to this game. They are coming off a very tough stretch. The 49ers played on Thanksgiving. So they had a long week to prepare when Philly was just coming off of an overtime uh, an overtime win against Buffalo. So you add some context there. I think, 49ers was the sharp play. I think if you 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 win that one and you're like, wow, that was like you take into consideration the 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 rest and stuff. So um with that being said, looking forward to next week. I know we'll do another show previewing. Uh it's all cowboys. Like this is just the the stretch only gets tougher for Philadelphia. And this is really the end of it. Um, but the <laughs> Dallas has a long week to prepare. We know what injuries we're getting. I think it's three, three and a half. Uh but yeah, 49ers. Five star. I mean, first half and 
full game. Easiest, yeah, easiest it could have been. Carter, I'm with Don you. Or anything? Yeah, I'm with you about the 49ers being the best team in oh, football yeah. because when they're healthy, those skill players. Purdy's been better. He's damn MVP co-favorite right oh, now. Yeah. He's been better, and that defense has been playing out of their mind. I will say, Dylan, I was going to make that point too. The Eagles' defense, those first few drives, they were swarming. They were getting you know, all those little screen passes, the dink and dunks, the reverses. They were on top of all of it, and I was like, oh, my God, they've got it figured out. But then when the Eagles were stopped in the red zone, I was like, okay, the floodgates could open it. The Niners can just break through that one time. And the X factor of the whole team is Debo Samuel. Oh, you know what you're yeah. getting with CMC. You know, you know, he's going to run hard. He's going to get you 70, 80 I rushing yards, four or five catches. You know what you're getting with Kittle. He can get you, you know, good blocking, a little dink and dunk off the tight end, you know, flat route. He can get you 15 yards. Debo Samuel, when he's playing like that, breaking tackles, getting in the open field, Ayuk's catching balls. They're they're borderline unstoppable. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I know we're, we're running kind of long, but uh, I think yeah. you see some of the visible physical wear on the the Eagles when you saw how many tackles they missed. Like they were, I mean, McCaffrey right. was getting hit and they took two or three guys to bring him down. Debo would catch ball in the open field and he would just hit guys and they wouldn't be able to bring him down. You say, well, Dylan, it's, it was raining. It's a little slippery. Fine, but it was raining last week and the Eagles really didn't have that same yeah. problem. So, which leads me to my next point. Yeah. Philadelphia fans, they, they have God's phone number because it just seems like it's always raining in Philadelphia when they have tough teams come in. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point real quick on this what was your guys's opinion on big dom and uh Greenlaw getting into it on the sideline couldn't care less yeah, i think I, if you're I not a player in the game you can't be doing that bottom that's line. true that is true that is very odd i when i was watching it i truly did think it would be like a momentum shift uh in the favor of yeah. philadelphia it didn't end up being that way but like i watched mostly sports today uh i watched all these shows and there's just about big Dom. I'm like, I don't care about this guy. Why wouldn't you tell yeah. all your staff members to do that? Hey, yeah. when they're over on the sideline, one of their best players is over here, try to rile them up, try to get him. Cause then you'll both get ejected, but yeah, it's the players, the bigger loss. Yes. Yeah, 15, obviously. 15 yards the other way. Like you're not getting and penalized for that. Yeah. And the ejection. I thought that was shady and weird. I can't believe you got yeah. tossed, but that's, I just want to bring it up. Any, uh, the last thing I have on this one, Niners, anytime they have this big game where it's like, okay, let's see who they are. They answer the call. You know, yeah. everyone's like, oh, first yeah. four weeks, they didn't play anybody good. Steelers, Rams, Giants, Cardinals, those aren't great teams. They got to play the Cowboys. Now we'll see Sunday night football. Murdered them. And yes, they lost those three games in a row. No Debo, no Trent Williams. Like, I understand. And they hit that weird stretch. But like, I think it's more so they just play down to their competition in that spot. When I like, when the lights are brightest, they show up. And that's kind of yeah. what is really important to me. Anyhow, let's the, move on. Oh, go ahead. The, real quick, the thing that's coming true, Carl, I know you're on this too. Last year, if they would have had a quarterback, I think they win the Super Bowl. And I know it's what ifs, what if this, what if that. But if they would have had a quarterback, the they at least they make the, the Super Bowl. And I think they, I think they have a good chance of winning if Purdy never goes down. I don't know. Yeah. That's a what if. You know, we can what yeah. if all yeah. night long, but exactly. we're going to see this year. Yeah, I, some people say I, people do what if all night long. Uh, Dolphins <laughs> dominate the Commanders. This is what I wanted to bring up. I don't give a crap about this game. Yeah, they killed them. They look better. Commanders' pass defense is the worst. The, Dolphins passing game is the best. That's what it is. That's that's just the nature of this game. You knew what it was coming into this game. Mm-hmm. My thing is, everyone's tar- starting to talk themselves into the Dolphins again. It's this ongoing cycle, ongoing cycle. Only three, four weeks ago, after the Chiefs game in London or in Germany, they're like Dolphins frauds, Dolphins frauds, and then all of a sudden they beat the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Jets, and all of a sudden it's like Dolphins are back, Dolphins Super Bowl. Yep, it's like. <laughs> Maybe maybe they are frauds. 
You think they can't beat the good teams because the only good team they've beaten this year is the Broncos. And when they beat the Broncos, that's a totally different team at the first start of that season, a start of the season. The other teams they beat aren't good teams. Was it a different team though? Or was that their baseline and the Broncos have been overperforming? Maybe, maybe, but that's, that's what I'm saying. I like, but that's their best win is what I'm saying. Well, I, you can't, the, the thing about people talking themselves into the Dolphins and it being this cycle is you can't resist it. You see them oh, play, yeah. you see a 75-yard touchdown or a 60-yard touchdown and a bomb to Tyreek Hill and a bomb to Jalen Waddle and a long run by Mostert. And it's, you know, it's like you have a big meal and you're like, God, I'm stuffed. I could not have anything else to eat right now. And then you a see nice a hot fudge Sunday. Yeah, you see a hot fudge <laughs> Sunday in front of you or you see, a you know, a McFlurry or something like that. It's like, well, you know, I could talk myself into this because you can't resist because you're watching it. It's just human nature. You love football. It excites you. All of a sudden, you're like, this Dolphins offense can make a run. In reality, you know, I don't know how confident I am in them, but I can't blame people for getting back on the bandwagon. We get answers to the questions this week. They have their first big test hosting the Tennessee Titans. So we'll we'll, we'll get some answers. Um, <laughs> That's the funniest part is they're going against the Titans pass defense. It's just going to, you know, reemphasize everyone like the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, because – they're going to cook that Titans pass defense. Yes. You 14 know, the, too the many. 14 is too many. That's disrespectful. Is it 14? It's 14. That's disrespectful. Uh, do the Titans have any, well, do the Titans have any players left? Will all I Levis. Is injury report all, this. Injury report that. Will Levis play offense and defense. You see him recover that fumble? Mm. Force a fumble and recover? We'll I did. We'll get our answers the last three weeks of the year. They play Cowboys Sneaky. at Ravens. Sneaky. Home yeah. if, they, if they go 2-1 and one in those final three games, I think I think they're they're legit. Yeah. They got to go two and one in those games, but I, I don't know if there's anything really more to add to that. I just wanted to bring that up because I still don't want to buy into them fully. What's going on here? Um, I'm gonna quickly run through some other games. Stop me if you want to talk about them, but and then we'll get out of here. Colts 31, Titans 28, overtime. Colts somehow keep getting it done. Minshew just keeps winning games. You know, I I don't get it. This is crazy. I they're fun to watch. They're an overs team. They're an all-time overs team. This is just fantastic football. AFC South overs. Sneaky awesome, Dylan. Sneaky awesome. I hate to be a part of this uh division that the overs are hitting so much. I uh, I do want to workshop a take. Join the join the NFC South. <laughs> no, no, don't, please, for your own good. <laughs> be an easy God. It'd be an easy playoff spot. Um what I want to say, I want to workshop this take, is Tannehill sabotaging the Titans because he was the holder and uh, what's his name? Folk missed uh, an extra point that would have kept us from going into overtime and Tannehill was holding it. Or or did someone tell Tannehill, hey, mess up the hole? Yeah, I, we need to start working on that. Anyhow, the crazy thing about the Colts is they have Anthony Richardson just sitting yep. on the back burner, and next he gets a whole year to process, be around NFL culture, around the team, around a winning team, rather. And he looked awesome in his few games, so he's going to be very confident going into next year. They're just in an awesome situation. Yep. Titans side, Titans, I think it's great you guys keep losing games. This is perfect for you. You guys need to get a nice offensive weapon for Will Levis and then use the rest of your draft to get secondary and offensive linemen. You know, I might sound like a I might sound like a homer here, but the Colts getting Josh Downs as late as they did, steal. He's a stud, and I wish the Panthers would have gotten him instead of Jonathan Mingo. I, I'll just say that. Chargers six, Patriots zero. This is the Patriots need to be investigated for tanking. <laughs> this is ridiculous, ridiculous. The, like, I, I just don't understand how Brandon Staley keeps going. Like, if there was ever a time to fire a coach after a win, it was today <laughs> or it was yesterday on Sunday because. They it was so bad because like okay at least if you win these games at least look impressive and fun yeah. 
they looked horrendous and like they were trying to lose that game and still won the game 6-0. to Awful. Belichick needs to be investigated for tanking. This is the worst tank job than the Spurs with Wemby last year. Disgusting, disgusting stuff. I don't want to speak another word about that game, so let's move on. Lions 33, Saints 28. Lions get the win, which is what matters in the end, I guess. But that defense is just going to kill them in the playoffs. It, it, it's it's You're giving up 28 to Derek Carr. Something's wrong. Uh, and Taysom Hill. Taysom and James Winston. Yeah. Yeah, and James Winston. Uh, and Monster. Uh, maybe... Yeah, they had to fight the Holy Trinity. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not <laughs> quite going to go f words for the Lions yet, but they are on f word watch. Mm. I mean, that, that defense is just tough. I mean, I think they're a much, I think they're like an upgraded version of the Seahawks. Well, yeah, they're the team yeah. you want to play. If you're talking top three seeds in, in the playoffs, and you get as either Niners or Eagles or Lions, there's going to be some finagling around in the standings <laughs> to try to play the Lions yeah. because they're beatable. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think everyone because the thing is, I think that five seed in the NFC is unattainable. I think Dallas and Dallas, the loser of Dallas and Philly, are going to get that. I mean, I think Philly gets it because their last three are a joke. But the whoever gets that five seed is like sweet. I get the Falcons. <laughs> going to win one yeah. game in Atlanta against Desmond Ritter in the playoffs. Speaking of Desmond Ritter, Falcons thirteen, Jets eight. But cheeks, that was awful. I, I like. It's so crazy. And once again, I think Arthur Smith should be fired. There's so many weapons on this team. This team is so good outside of Desmond Ritter, and they're just so bad. And you win, yeah, you beat Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. Hoorah. Like, it's so frustrating. That's one of those games we mention all the time, no matter what the total is, just take the under. Yeah. If it feels like it's not going to get over 20 points, I, just bet it. I, te- I teased the over and it hit what, over 15? That's insane. Uh, 20 and a half. It was terrifying. <laughs> that is awful. Teasing total. It made my eyes bleed. I did see a lot of that on the red zone. I did take hey, 10 boil under pass yards. Five unit winner. Five unit winner. Yeah. Five I, unit winner. I, I, I can't argue with the results. Unless you're Florida State. <laughs> uh, the other thing oh, is Zach, Zach Wilson comes out and he's like, and they were like, hey, Zach, we want you to play again. And Zach's like, nah, I'm all yeah. right. Can you blame the guy? It's an impossible spot. I mean, that, that's terrible. No, they already leave the team. They already said they're moving on from him. You can't you can't go back and say, actually, can you please come back, hold the boom box yep. over your shoulder and throw rocks at his window? Give me a break. You guys have invested in stocks before, right? You know, yeah. you, you check your little app and you're like, Ooh, went up like 0.02% today. That's kind of how my Zach Wilson stock was seeing, you know, <laughs> the Jets yesterday. You're like, hey, you know what? We're back up a little bit. Maybe, maybe we're on the rise because – it was a little bit of a positive for Zach. Really, oh yeah, it is an impossible. Does situation. that does that boost him it's up still, the dog rankings? Declining a starting position? Oh, like, yeah. I think it kind of has to. I think oh, that man. might put him up there. I mean, he's already he's already in goat conversation. Some are saying uh, Cardinals twenty four, Steelers ten. Stupid, weird game with the delays and the rain and all that crap. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has slowly become the worst backup in the NFL. Well, he's starting Thursday, so everybody get your popcorn out because it's him versus the Patriots. Under. Can we can we just parlay? I think our podcast parlay this week is we just parlay the Patriots defense and the Steelers defense getting touchdowns. Ooh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like I that. Might place that anyways. It's a disgusting parlay. Panthers eighteen, Bucks twenty one. Once again, yuck, 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 yuck. Gross game. Bryce Young. Look, he didn't make the big throw. He should have had six there with DJ Chark right there. That doesn't really matter as much. Uh, he panicked on that interception. A little concerning game from Bryce Young. Not Once again, not totally his fault. Other things there. Is. But he should have made the throws necessary. But well, I'm blaming him. I'm criticizing well, you, that you, him. Right you criticize him. Oh, but of course, it's not his fault. Not necessarily his fault. But 
Not entirely. Not entirely. Oh, uh, well. It's his fault. Will Levis should have thrown these picks, but, you know, he was aggressive and threw this nice play to DeAndre Hopkins, so it's okay. I never, we'll I never said anything about him. He should have been throwing picks. That's you guys. Nah, last, last week there was No, you said, oh, well, he should have had three interceptions. I'm like, should have? What are we talking about? Is there a should have category that I'm missing on the box score? I said on the live stream today, we, we there should be a should have category. Yeah, and you're the ner- like the score app, and you're like the should have. Dang, dude, we almost had that. <laughs> I don't know how the nerd brigade would react to that. But. Yeah, the nerd community. Oh my god, the nerd brigade. Could you imagine like NBA Twitter if they mm. got or like MLB Twitter if they got the shoulda woulda coulda category? Oh my like, gosh. Oh my gosh, they're the unluckiest team in baseball. <laughs> yeah, just steam coming out of their ears. It's like. <laughs> They're like, no, the Oakland A's are good. <laughs> I swear the Raptors will be good this year with all that length. <laughs> Browns 19, Rams 36. Joe Flacco, kind of fun. I had fun watching Joe Flacco. Like, it, it was, he threw a pretty ball. Like, St- Stafford it. rolling yeah. the clock back. Last two games, seven touchdowns. Hey, Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua. Great game. <laughs> <laughs> he all. looked awesome. He did. He, he looked awesome. He did. But, uh, yeah, no, that's kind of all I had. Like, Rams put themselves in a playoff spot now. That yep. was a huge win. I I feel the same about the Steelers and Browns where, yes, do they deserve to be in the playoffs? Yes. But they're kind of the same as Florida State where I'm like, do I want to watch well, them in the playoffs? Probably not. If you're the NFL, just say they're not as good and keep them out of the playoffs. And we could throw the Bills in there. We could put Aaron Rodgers and the Jets back in there because there's no rules. There's no rules about records or resumes or anything. Let's just screw it. Screw the Steelers. They don't look fun. Keep them out of the playoffs. Could the Browns beat Chattanooga? I don't think so. <laughs> Chiefs 19, Packers 27. Our Jordan Lovestock is just through the roof. I mean, it is at an all-time high. We need to have a discussion. Are we selling? No. No, 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 no. I'm staying firm. Diamond hands. It, I mean, it, he is on fire. He looked phenomenal. He looked so calm and poised. Every time it was a dumb fourth down, you're like, oh, my gosh, here we go. The Chiefs are going to get it. Jordan Love makes the big play. Jordan yep. Love, Love makes the big throw. It was an insanely impressive. Result. You're you're talking about selling Jordan Lovestock when he has the Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears to finish out the season. I'm buying more. I'm gobbling yeah. up all I can. Yeah. Right, give me more. Give me more. <laughs> well, I already did. You, you saw my preseason clip. You saw it. I said, "Give me all the all the Jordan Lovestock money can buy." I went all in on him, and guess what? It's finally paying dividends. Hold that on last touchdown to Watson was insane. That was such that a was good incredible. throw. Such and, a good throw. And then the throw before that, the Dobbs on that fourth down, falling back, pressure. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. We got Dylan here. If you're listening on Spotify, who knows if this will get kept in. I might just. No, don't, don't, don't. To the point. No, no. This is nope. natural. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Oh, no. We got rookie cards out. There we go. Nice little Jordan Love rookie card for the people. That's, oh. that's called a. U- oh. That's called a color match because the color of the card is the same as his jersey. Oh, oh, that's big. Oh, that's he, big in the car. Here's a big one. Kelly O'Linick. Yep. Wait, or is that a WNBA player? <laughs> I'll, I'll, give, I'll give the people one more. Hold on, hold on. These would sell for... Oh, Megan, Rap- Megan Rapino. that's so good. <laughs> Osama Bin Laden rookie card. <laughs> I knew Dylan was a giant Megan Rapino fan. This card would go for about $30 oh. his rookie year. I mean, it, it would sell for 30 bucks, and now you could probably give him away at the local card shop. Okay, that's all I got. Oh, oh, oh. If anybody wants to... Oh. Oh, nice. Do it, yeah. 
If anybody yeah, wants to, anybody wants to barter, that, those are those are old. You should open a PO box for all our fans. I've got to barter uh, trading cards. I've right. got yeah, I should right. We go a bartering system like I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'll give you a cow for thirty <laughs> drachmae. I'll give you a two a rookie card. <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, follow us on social media at CarterCast on everything. CarterCast on YouTube. CarterCast.com. You saw Connor's blog today. Uh, this, if you're listening, it was yesterday, so you saw it on social media. At oh, CarterBA, yeah. at Connor underscore Sparrow, at Wilkerson A. Dillon. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday night, early Thursday morning uh, for the preview show. We'll be back. It's going to be all NFL. No more college football talk. There you go. Little uh, Justin Herbert. Sell that one for us. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, get that out of here. Uh, anyhow, that's it from us. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you.